you want to take your information and think about why is this compelling to them. When you speak to executives by first selling the vision of what your work represents and why it's exciting for them, they're going to care more. They're going to be more emotionally engaged and they're going to give you more of their highly valuable attention. And as this happens, you're going to notice an entire cascade of positive effects that happen in your career. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. My name is Jess. I am the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I am a coach for women who work in the corporate world. I help women build confidence, build best-in-class communication skills, and really thrive as they elevate into leadership roles in their organization. And I am so excited about today's topic because I am talking about one of the number one most powerful things that will catalyze your journey into leadership in your corporate career, and that is the skill of executive communication. In today's episode, I'm going to be walking you through one of the most common mistakes I see people make when it comes to executive communication. And I'm going to share one simple adjustment with you that is going to help you make your communication much more executive friendly so that you are making a powerful impression when you are speaking to executives. Because ultimately, as I have seen time and time again, when your communication is super strong, your reputation at your company grows. And as leaders and executives in your organization start to think really highly of you and your communication skills, it becomes much easier to advance into leadership roles in your organization. Because remember, leaders and executives, they get a very limited amount of exposure to you. They're not with you day to day. They're not with you when you're in the weeds doing your day to day work. They just get those brief instances in meetings where they hear you communicating And most of their impression of you and your skills and your work comes from those interactions. So you want to maximize that face time with executives, maximize those interactions by coming into those meetings with really strong, crisp, solid executive communication skills. This is something that's going to help you thrive and move up in your organization faster without working harder and putting in more hours. You want to build a reputation that comes from the quality of your communication, not the quantity of your work. This is one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about building your executive communication skills, because I think it's an accelerated path to leadership and one that is much more lifestyle friendly, because learning to communicate crisply is not about working more hours. So today, I'm going to be walking you through a very, very, very common mistake that I see so many people make. Nearly every client that I have worked with on their executive communication skills 
has made this mistake. And I say this not to shame anyone, but just to give you a sense of how common this is and a sense of how much you're going to stand out when you make this subtle adjustment to your communication. So I'm going to start by explaining what the mistake is. And then I'm going to walk you through what you want to do instead to make a very powerful impression on an executive audience when you are communicating with them. So I have given this mistake a very memorable name because I want this to stick in your memory because of how important it is to learn to do this. So the mistake that I see so many professionals making that is extremely common in a corporate setting, and you are going to start seeing this everywhere now that you have listened to this episode. But the mistake that I see so often is something that I call naked communication. Yes, naked. Naked as in nude. Naked communication. Now, we're going to dive into what the word naked means because that's going to help you understand what I mean by naked communication We're going to talk about why you don't want to do that when you're communicating with executives, and we're going to talk about what to do instead. Okay, so the essence of the word naked means that you're not wearing clothes, right? It's like, it's just you. There's nothing around you. It's just plain old you, no clothing on the human body. So when we think about applying the idea of naked to communication, what this means is that you're sharing just the raw information that you are trying to get across to your audience, but you're not embellishing it. You're not adding any pizzazz to it. It's just naked. It's kind of like reading an instruction booklet. You're just reading through step-by-step to get the information, but there's nothing in there that's making it feel persuasive, that's making it feel more alive, that's making it feel more exciting. It's just the bare bones, nitty gritty information. This is what I think about as naked communication. It is naked because there is nothing around it to embellish it. It is just the raw, plain, simple communication. Now, there are a lot of situations in your career where naked communication is an appropriate form of communication. So I want to be really clear that there are a lot of settings where we just want to get straight into our information, straight into the nitty gritty, and we don't want to waste time embellishing or beating around the bush. So for example, if you're having a working session with your team and you all have been working on a particular project for a while and you're in the weeds of it and in the nitty gritty and everyone's familiar with it and you're really close with your team, then when you kick off your working session with your team, you might just dive right into whatever topic you are all working on. Naked communication is appropriate in certain settings. So in the setting of having a working session with your team who's really embedded in the work, you do just want to get straight into the information and straight into the work that you're doing as a collective. That being said, naked communication is not appropriate in settings where you are sharing updates and key information with executives. And this is incredibly important for you to understand because most people, 
because they're so used to naked communication in all of their other meetings and because they're so used to diving straight into the content, straight into the topic, not giving any sort of context, not being persuasive, not adding any sort of pizzazz or sparkle, because they're so used to just getting straight into the nitty-gritty of the communication, they do that when they're speaking with executives. And when they come and they bring an update to an executive audience or they have a proposal that they're sharing with an executive audience, they tend to communicate in a way that's naked. In other words, they jump straight into the topic. So they would kick off their meeting saying something like, thank you for joining. Today, I'm going to be walking you through our Q3 marketing proposal. Or thank you for joining. Today, I'm going to be recapping our Q4 financial results. Or thank you for joining. Today, we're going to be working on the new design of this new marketing team that we're going to be building out, right? So they just dive straight into the topic. Here's the problem with diving straight into the topic, and here's the problem with naked communication. I'm going to be making myself laugh every time I say that. It makes me giggle. But here's the problem with using naked communication when you are speaking to executives executives have information coming at them all day long. So when they come into your meeting, there is a very high chance that they're in a state of information overload. I want you to think of a time where you studied a lot for an exam. Maybe you even pulled an all-nighter and you spent so much time reviewing your content, memorizing, reading outlines, learning new information. And I want you to think of that feeling that you feel right before you're about to go into the exam and all of that information is in your brain. And I want you to imagine how stressful it would feel if you're about to sit down and take the test and someone came up to you and said, hey, I know that you memorized all this information, but I have a new topic that I just found out was on the test, and you need to really quickly review it and memorize it before you take the test. You would feel so awful because your brain is so full. You're just trying to hold in all that information. And then all of a sudden, this person is coming up to you, and they're literally telling you that you need to know more, that you need to dive into more information when your mind is feeling so saturated. So I really want you to think of that feeling. And just a really fun, quick side note and aside on this, I went to Columbia Law School, and it was a very competitive academic environment. And people would literally do that. To I didn't do that, but I was the recipient. I would be like studying and making my outline for the exam. And someone would come up to me and be like, hey, did you add this to your outline? Do you know that our outline is this many pages long? And it was wild. It was so not my style. But that example really reminded me of that. But it's that feeling when you're studying and taking in a lot of information and then all of a sudden... All you want to do is just be done with the exam and get all the information out of your head. And someone says, you need to study more. There's more information. You have to hold more in your mind. I want you to imagine how stressful and mentally taxing that would feel for you to pick up another book and read about another topic when you've spent maybe all night studying. So I share this example to help you see that when you're overloaded with information, the last thing you want is more information 
right? When you're overloaded with information, what you really want is a break from all that information. So this is really going to help you see why naked communication is a bad thing when you are speaking to executives. Because executives are overloaded with information all day long. They're cognitively taxed. So when they drop into your meeting, even though, of course, they know they are there to receive more information, if you think of where their brains are at and where they're at psychologically, they do not want more information because they are receiving so much information all day long. So then I want you to imagine Bob kicks off this meeting for all these executives and says, thanks for joining us. I'm going to be walking you through the findings on our Q4 marketing campaign. In that moment, their brains are like, ah, no, not more data, not more information, because they've already been taking in so much data and information all day long. This is why naked communication is not good when you're speaking to executives, right? This is why it's more okay. You can get away with it more if you're talking to your team or you're in a working session with peers, right? They're not going to come in in that same psychological state. But when you're speaking to leaders and executives, they're coming in with a lot of other stuff on their mind. And you don't want to be the person that comes up to them right before the test and says, did you remember to study this? Did you put this in your outline? What about this thing that you forgot? You don't want to come off as that person. Instead, you want to do the opposite and you want to interrupt the continuous stream of information that they are receiving by dressing up your information in a beautiful gown. So if naked information means information without any sort of context around it, I'm just diving right in and rolling up my sleeves and giving you the update. If we think of naked information as that, I want to contrast that with taking your information and putting it in a beautiful ball gown so that it's no longer naked, so that it has something around it. And that ball gown is something that you are going to open with that is going to be very exciting, compelling, and inspirational to your executive audience. And the way that the human mind works is that the raw information, the raw data that you have isn't the most inspirational thing. It's a very intellectual thing that your audience has to process. So instead, you want to start with something that's much more emotionally engaging. That is the gown that you're putting on your communication so that it isn't naked. And the way that I think about what the gown is, is what is the bigger vision behind the information that I'm about to share that this executive should be super excited about? So you want to take your information and think about why is this compelling to them? And you want to start by talking about why it's compelling to them, aka you want to start by selling the vision. So instead of getting into the data and the information and the plan and the proposal, you want to ask yourself, what vision am I getting this executive to buy into? Why should they be so excited about this information? So for example, if you're sharing a marketing plan with them, what is going to be the impact of that marketing plan on your company? 
Is it going to help grow revenue? Is it going to help with profitability? Is it going to make investors super happy? Is it going to help your company reach their Q3 goals? Same with you sharing any piece of work, whether it's a financial forecast or an org proposal. What is it doing for the company? What is it doing for that executive? You want to make sure that when you sit down to talk to them and give them your update, you are starting with the gown. You are starting with what is sparkly and visionary and exciting. Just like a beautiful, stunning gown is like a showstopper. And we see those actors and actresses at the Oscar wearing these gorgeous gowns. You want to think about, okay, with this thing I'm trying to share, it's totally naked, but what's the gown? What about it is glamorous and exciting and compelling? And here's why this is so effective. It's effective because your executive audience has information thrown at them all day long, meeting after meeting, more and more information. When you come in and you open with the bigger vision and you talk about what's exciting and compelling to them and you put a beautiful ball gown around your naked information, you are going to be an interruption in their day. You are going to be a moment in their day where instead of being taxed intellectually, they were engaged emotionally. You're speaking to them on a deeper emotional level about what they are excited about and what is compelling to them. This is going to have them paying much more attention to your work, engaging much more deeply in your meeting, and feeling much more excited about you and the work that you're doing because you made the effort to take your communication from naked to being in a beautiful gown. And the wonderful thing about this executive communication skill is that as you learn to do this, you begin to see that there's only a small handful of things that your executive audience cares about. So let's say that we're going to dress up your naked communication in a gown. The thing that makes this easy and the good news about this is executives are only interested in a couple different styles of gowns. So you don't have to really worry so, so much about other type of gowns. And in general, whatever that executive's KPIs are, whatever vision they're focused on creating for the company is the gown that they want to see. So once you understand what matters to them and what makes them tick, you can dress up your naked information in that gown. And instead of opening your meeting by saying, hey, I'm going to walk you through this proposal, or hey, I'm going to walk you through the org redesign, or hey, I'm going to walk you through our financial forecasts, you would open by saying, I'm looking forward to today's update. What I'm sharing is going to help us contribute to our revenue targets, or I'm speaking to something that is going to help us with our growth initiative for the second half of the year, right? So you really want to think about how can I open in a way that's compelling to them and how do I make sure my information isn't naked? You don't want your information to be naked because you're going to get less engagement from your stakeholders. Now, the cool thing about putting a gown on your communication is that it has this really beautiful upward spiral, like trickle-down effect on you and your career path. Because typically, when you speak to executives in a way that's compelling to them, and you're selling the bigger vision to them, and you're talking about what's exciting before you get into the information and the nitty-gritty, what happens is 
they're more emotionally engaged. They're more excited about it. So they're going to pay closer attention. Our unconscious mind, we don't always decide this consciously. Sometimes we do. But a lot of times our mind is making an unconscious decision. And that decision is how important is this? How deeply do I want to pay attention? And when we deem something highly important, we pay close attention. When we deem something less important, we pay less attention. And this often happens unconsciously. So we could have the best of intentions to be present and paying attention to what someone is sharing with us. But if deep down we don't really care, it's not going to get our full engagement. When you speak to executives by first selling the vision of what your work represents and why it's exciting for them, they're going to care more. They're going to be more emotionally engaged and they're going to give you more of their highly valuable attention. And as this happens, you're going to notice an entire cascade of positive effects that happen in your career. The first is you're going to have deeper, higher impact conversations with executives. They're going to interact with you more. They're going to be more present in the meeting. They're going to care more. And when you have those deeper conversations and those high impact conversations where everyone's present and everyone's really in it, that leads to even better side effects. That leads to two things that are so powerful for your career. The first thing that it leads to is that your work and your progress becomes more effective because the deeper conversations that you have with executives, the more quickly and powerfully your work moves forward. So your execution is going to get better and better. But not only that, it gets even better from there. What is really the true value add, and for me, what really caused my career to take off and helped me become an executive super, super quickly is when you're having those deeper, higher impact conversations with executives, you build your relationship with them faster. When they're more engaged in your meetings and in conversations with you, your professional relationship with them gets tighter and it gets tighter at a faster pace. I figured this out fairly quickly. And if you've been in the corporate space, you're probably seeing this too. But relationships have a disproportionate impact on how quickly you advance upwards in an organization. It's not just about how hard you work or the quality of your execution. It's about how many advocates and sponsors you have at the executive level. The more executives and leaders you have who know you and respect you and enjoy working with you, the easier and more frictionless it is going to be to get promoted. And I cannot overstate this. Hard work alone is not enough. And in fact, I don't recommend hard work is the core foundation that you build that gets you to an executive role. It is going to come from relationships. It was my relationships with leaders and executives that helped me get promoted really quickly, that helped me make really big leaps in my compensation, that helped me relocate when I wanted to relocate, that helped me land really good jobs because I had them as references when I was job searching. Tight relationships with executives are the key to rapid growth in your career. And you're going to develop those tight relationships by having really engaging meetings and conversations with them. And if you want to have those engaging conversations with them, you want to engage them deeply in the way you communicate and the way that you share information. 
So you can obviously see that this is super, super important. And what I want you to take away from this is whatever piece of information you have to share with your executive audience at the next update, that is naked information. And you need to put a ball gown on it. And you need to figure out how you can kick off your conversation with them, not by dumping more data and more information on them. That's what everyone is doing, but instead by engaging them emotionally, figuring out what matters to them and opening with that. Now, you're still going to share your information, right? You're still going to share with them what you need to share with them, but you're going to interrupt that constant influx of information that they're getting by first engaging them emotionally. Because when they're excited and when they're like, oh, this is awesome that this work is helping with this thing that I care about, when they're in that frame of mind, they're going to be more open to hearing more information because we are interested in information that benefits us. So you really want to show your audience how the information benefits them. That is going to give you permission to then unload and dump more information onto their already very busy, very taxed minds. And you will see that this is going to change the dynamic in your conversations with executives. So just make sure that if you are someone who does a lot of naked communication, that you are not bringing that naked communication into your meetings with executives because they are receiving naked communication all day long. And you want to be the meeting in their day that interrupts that and reminds them why the work you're doing is so compelling and exciting. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is such an honor to have you listening. And if you want to go really deep into this and develop a comprehensive toolkit of executive communication skills, you will love the work that I do with my clients in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, where I not only teach you how to sound super polished and super compelling, on the outside, but I also help you build confidence on the inside so that your verbal communication style is fueled by a sense of inner strength and a belief in yourself and your own capabilities. The absolute best way to learn more about the Art of Speaking Up Academy and to enroll is to add yourself to the waitlist. The past three cohorts have filled up just from the waitlist, and I haven't had the opportunity to advertise them more broadly on the podcast. So if you know that you want to participate in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I highly recommend adding yourself to the waitlist, and you can do that by going to jessgazetcoaching.com slash academy, or I will drop the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun to share with you, and I'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye.